Maniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and I should really be upstairs because today is Valentine's Day, and while I did my due diligence, I sent the flowers. Uh, I was I had to work all day of, because of course I did, because that's what I do all the time now, and I've got a trainee. Uh, and if you remember my last experience with a trainee a few years ago, it was not great. Uh, one of the top five or bottom five worst experiences of my entire working life. Um, and I had sworn I would never take a trainee again. But when you're a good employee, they want you to train new employees and they hope that they too will be good employees. Now, this did not work out last time, but this time it's only been three days. But I have to say, this guy is quiet, he has humility, he listens, he does as he's told, uh, and he seems pretty sharp. And the, none of those things were qualities that the last trainee had. So I'm full of hope and delight at the possibility that the next three months will not be absolute torture uh, and, and that I will be able to maintain the site and, and a little bit better than I was able to last time because that one just drained me, required so much of my attention. And that was, that was actually the start of when the site kind of stopped being five days a week all the time. Uh, and, and I'll tell you this, right now, if if I was drained anymore, I'd be a potato chip. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I, I I did my thing. I had my Valentine's Day presents prepared. I was at work all day, but I arranged for flowers to be delivered at home while I was at work. Uh, and I, I will say this. Uh, the you, you may hear ads for the Books, which sounds horrible. It's a dumbass name for any kind of service but they they're attempting to compete with pro flowers which i use pro flowers for years and they're fantastic uh, i highly recommend them the books on the other hand are fucking street trash it's like comparing uh not even target because pro flowers is like even nicer like if, if you're trying to find comparisons the books is is walmart and pro flowers is like whatever would be even nicer than than target and when i say target i mean somewhere that's going to have toys and clothes and everything else so really i guess target's the top of the heat but anyway i'm sorry i'm i'm going off on a bit of a thing here but just don't order from the books they're garbage they're trash uh, if you follow me on facebook as dave west uh, i put up pictures of the bouquets and i ordered one bouquet and we got two which sounds good except for the fact that it means we now have two piles of trash in the house instead of one pile of trash uh but i put up pictures as well as a comparison to what i thought i was ordering the picture on their website of the lovely purple and pink valentine bouquet that was supposed to arrive versus the piles of trash that I guess they picked up uh, from behind the parking lot of the Books shipping facility, uh, it's it's terrible. And, and I, I'm 
I can't say enough bad things about them. Uh, so anyway, oh, and the only reason I tried them is because I got a a supposed free bouquet from buying uh, movie tickets. And of course, you go and you find out you got to pay for shipping, you got to pay for this, you got to pay for that. It's it's not free, but it's still yeah worth it. I'll give it a shot. Why not? It's a new thing, and I, it's time for flowers. And and I shouldn't have. I should have stuck with pro flowers. Always stick with what you know when it's great. Uh, so that and then then I had Valentine's Day gifts. We did a little gift exchange, and and then uh, there are a couple things that need to be done by the family upstairs. So I'm taking just a little bit of time here to put this episode together to record my intro. The episode already recorded, and it's about the new movie Alita: Battle Angel that I hope you will all go and see. Uh, we're going to sit down today. I sat down with uh, Ryan and Nicole because we went and saw the movie together Monday. And I will tell you this, there are spoilers. There are tons and tons of spoilers. So if you don't really care about the movie, listen to the episode. Hopefully, we will convince you to go see the movie. And if you already saw the movie, then listen to the episode, enjoy it, uh, feel the feelings that we felt, and there you go. But just for right now, I encourage you to please go see this movie. Go see it on the biggest 3D Dolby screen you possibly can. It's gorgeous. It sounds incredible. The performances are amazing. It looks amazing. It's like nothing you've ever seen. And I know in this day and age, that's that's a, a mighty bold claim to make. But I promise you, this is something special. I really feel that it is. And uh, just stick around for the conversation that we have, and, and you'll hear how much all three of us just adored this movie. Can't wait to see it again. So that's what's going on there. Uh, I think, really, there's not much else that I needed to cover. I talked about my current work situation. I talked about Valentine's Day, which, by the way, happy post-Valentine's Day to all of you. Uh, I'm not sure what the next holiday is, but I should probably figure it out. Oh, and I do have to tell you, unfortunately, there will not be a needless commentary in February. Everybody's schedules were just too bonkers. It couldn't happen. I worked one day of overtime last week, and it ruined my whole month. Uh, and then there's just tons and tons of stuff going on with everyone. Ryan's shooting a freaking movie. Uh, so next month, we will have a commentary. And then the commentary that we were going to do in February, I believe we're going to move to April. Uh, so that, that's, that will still happen. That's Nicole's pick. So you know it's going to be something fun. Uh, and then next month, of course, we are going to have to figure out which wrestling-themed movie we're going to watch because it is the lead-in to WrestleMania. So uh, I think uh, I think we're done, and it's time to talk about this incredible movie. So to, to set the stage, in the year 2563, a catastrophic war known as The Fall has left the Earth devastated. While scouting the junkyard metropolis of Iron City, cyborg scientist Dr. Dyson Ito discovers a disembodied female cyborg with a fully intact human brain. Ito rebuilds the cyborg, who doesn't have any recollections of her past, and names her Alita after his deceased daughter. Now they take a couple of liberties, well not liberties, they just make a few changes uh, versus the, the manga and the anime, which I read way back in the day. I've been a fan of this property for, for a very long time now, and have been very excited about this movie. Uh, so there's some changes in the film, and we discuss some of those in this conversation, but it is true to the character, it's true to the spirit, it's true to the vision of Battle Angel Alita, and I just, I, I'm so happy with it, you guys. I'm so, so happy with it. 
and uh, I, I hope that everybody goes to see it. I hope that everybody loves it as much as we do. So now, uh, sit back and uh, crack open an Iron City brew and enjoy our conversation about Alita Battle Angel. So, first of all, thank you for inviting me to your awesome home to talk about Alita, Battle Angel, which is still weird to me. I feel like Battle Angel Alita, I mean, granted, I've been saying that since like 1990, so of course it seems more natural, but Alita, Battle Angel, seems weird. Yeah. Is the source material uh, Battle Angel Alita? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is weird. I didn't even even notice that. I will look at my notes that I made today (laughs) while I was at work. Instead of training the guy, I was making notes about Battle Angel Alita, or Alita Battle Angel. I feel woefully unprepared with my zero notes. Don't worry, there's not, there, well, there really, there's really not that much comparatively, because, like, the movie is kind of its own thing. Uh, it, it's very much, like, based on the manga and anime, and anybody who's listening to this, I, personally, not a big fan of either of those things. Uh, when I, I like everybody, I experimented when I was younger, <laughs> but I found that it was mostly mostly not to my taste. But but this was one Battle Angel Alita was one of the ones that stuck with me because it's a lot more centralized. Like it's about her. It's yeah. not about this big cast of characters you can't keep track of. Yeah. It's really about one character, and that's the story follows her consistently. So it made it. I, I guess that's what I liked about it. But anyway. Uh, so we're here. We, we all, all three of us went and saw it Monday night at the super duper 3D Dolby AMC movie Rama. Yeah, with yeah. food and with with food beer and oh, it was awesome. Fancy food and Iron City beverages or whatever they were called. That was fantastic. The now before we actually talk about the movie and before we talk about our previous experience with with the manga or the anime and. And I apologize if my pronunciations on those things are not yeah. what fans might prefer. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Manga or something. Ma- manga. Manga. Like, shut up. Enema. You know what I mean. Yeah. I, yeah, I know zero things about manga. Anything I know about it, I, I know from from him. Yeah, I'm kind of like but. come back around on anime because I like hated it for a long time. Well, I, I see. You're, you're yeah. worried. Oh, dude, I love this show. It's one of my favorite shows. My Hero Academia, dude, I love it. It's, I hear it's like anime X Men or something. It is, yeah. yeah and I absolutely. actually really dig it too. And I'm not a big fan of anime stuff, um, but I, I actually really, and I would watch that on my own. Whereas any other anime, like it's it's fun watching it with you, but I'm probably not gonna yeah. be like, oh, let me yeah. sit down and watch. I mean, I'm not like something fully into. There's lot. like two shows I keep up with, but yeah. Well, and that's like. This and like Cowboy Bebop, yeah. kind of it for me. Yeah, those are the only ones that I really got engaged with. You like Ghost in the Shell, right? Uh, you know what? I, I 
do, but not to the point where I followed all the different things. Oh, no, I just did the They've movie. done a bunch of OVAs. They've done a, Oh, but yeah, the live action Ghost in the Shell. I well, and, and the original and movie. Yeah, yeah, the original Ghost in the Shell. Like, yeah. But that's it. I haven't read any of it. Oh, same here, yeah. And that's the, this is the only one that I've really gone and read the, the comics that it came from. But uh, so we met up. We went to see this badass movie that we were all, we all thought. Looked awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and we're pretty excited about seeing. But, of course, since we did go to the super-duper fancy Turbo Theater, we wanted to get some nice adult beverages. So we arrived. We went over to McGuffin's, the AMC bar. And, Nicole, why don't you pick it up? Uh, so, first of all, I got to say that I, I was already having kind of a, like, I was a little, little grumpy that on Monday. I was having, I was having, I told everybody I was having a case of the Mondays. So I'm already like kind of simmering right about a six, just walking around and go up to the bar and I sit down. Um, there's like two other people at the bar next to us and Dave and Ryan are behind me and I sit at the bar and I'm looking at the bartender and he's making every effort to, like, not acknowledge my existence at all for a really long period of time. Like, to the point of, like, washing glasses, going over to the two people sitting on the other end of the bar and being like, hey, can I get you guys anything else? Yeah, I think he um, made a second drink. Yes. For yeah. one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and at this point, he had you've been there several minutes, and he hasn't even... Like, it's one thing if he's busy. He hasn't even acknowledged you. Oh, not, not even not like, a nod hey, in my I'll direction in or anything. Or right. yeah. he was, it was almost like he was actively ignoring me. You know, yes. like, when, when you're, like, 12 and, and you're, like, you know, actively ignoring somebody and you're, like, just not looking at them and looking yeah. over them and to the side of them. And, all, like, that's what he's doing. So, um, like, I'm already, like not in a super good mood and then like this happens so i like i turn and look at the guys and i'm like are you fucking kidding me like and i probably said it he probably loud enough oh, for sure. him to hear sure. um and he still like is not it still was probably a good solid five minutes after that that he ever i'd say this guy was having me. a case of the mondays oh yeah he was having a month of the mondays well he was and and i i gotta say i'm proud of myself because at some point i said you guys something's wrong yeah like this guy's this is this, this guy is, has it a was problem. like it was like over the top because like right we we got our drinks and uh, first off, like Nicole's, like uh, you know, like whiskey and coke. Oh yeah, something. I said I would yeah. like a, I would like a whiskey and coke, which I've ordered a million times. You, that, that means you want well whiskey and like cola. It's whiskey yeah. and coke. Like, I don't care. There's this long silence where he's just <laughs> looking at me like I'm an idiot, and he's right. like, I'm gonna need more information about that whiskey <laughs> and coke. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like. Like, what kind of whiskey do you want? I tried and to I intervene said, at that point. I was yeah, like, oh, just whatever like, you got there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm already like... the wrong person. Ryan, Ryan made a, a command decision yeah. that it would be easier to just tell this guy a brand than to restrain you from <laughs> leaping over yeah. the counter. I was like, oh, just Jack Daniels. Or <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ryan's like, anything. I'm like, I don't know, usually it means well whiskey. Have you not heard of... I mean, I was just like, uh, I was... I think that... I was remarkably like not very rude in response to his rudeness. Like I could have been well, a lot were, more. You rude. were. I was very you, short. You guys were playing ping pong. 
Yes. Oh yeah. He was he was paddling you some attitude. And you were <laughs> paddling him right back. And then, and then I look back at Dave and he's like, I don't know. I'm starting to kind of like this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. well, with the point, the turning point for me was when I tasted your because you ordered the Iron City. Yeah. I ordered a, a um, rum and diet coke. Although oh, he didn't fucking ask you what kind of rum you, you wanted. Do you know why he didn't? Because I said I want a Captain Morgan and diet coke uh, because see? I had just yeah. witnessed what happened to you, and I knew I better specify. You got to. So, uh, but you ordered the the movie themed beverage. Yeah, because like, well, I'm gonna try. I'm that. a sucker for those. So you you grab another straw. I take a sip of it, and I was like, oh man, that's pretty good. I was like, hey man, I'm sorry, but can I get one of those too? I gotta get one of those. And he just looks at me for a second. And he goes, sure. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, I, th- I, mean, I, I think he like followed that now. up with a sure. I guess. Yeah, I think and right. there was a yeah. lot of heavy sighing. Like, <sighs> yeah. I was very. It hurt. was like it was like a teenager had been asked to clean his room. <laughs> yes, very much so. <sighs> and then like he was like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Fine. When I order, oh, get he, your well whiskey. When I ordered my second drink, because he had also said like, "Do you want a single or a double?" And I'm like, again, when you, if you don't specify, normally it's a freaking single, right? So like, I went to the order the second drink. I was like, "Hello, I would like a well whiskey with Coca Cola." Double, please. Thank you. When I got here, <laughs> when I arrived at your establishment, I only needed a single. But now, now I need a double. That was his plan. Oh shit! It worked to make more yeah, money. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, I need to get this drunk girl to off. This guy. <laughs> so you guys um, went off to to do some, to go food. look at the food okay, or yeah. something, and I I was still sitting there at the bar, and uh, I got another uh, Captain and Coke, and. He he kind of turned around for a second. I was like, hey, man, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, you know what? No. No. Here's what's that. Did you guys get there? And I no, caught the ass end of it just to figure I, out that you were having that conversation, right. but I didn't hear yeah, any of the Yeah, I showed details. up. and like, I meant to ask you about it because I showed up and like I was like, oh, shit, this guy's like smiling now. He gave us an extra keychain so she could have one. Yeah. He's like a totally different person. Well, I, that's, I, I was Which like, goes to show a little kindness, you know, yeah. goes a long way. And what happened is, <laughs> and I don't want to get too much into detail, but he he had just, he ended up with a, a long, bad shift. Yeah. Um, that's dead. He's not going to make any money. He's, mm. he's there all day long on that day. It's a dead day. And then found out he's going to have to do it again another day. So, it, you know, it, it's yeah. it's one of those things where, like, you go in, you got to do your job, and then you find out your job's even worse than you thought it was. Yeah. Uh, not even supposed to be here today. Right. And uh, we won't we won't specify which AMC this was. <laughs> I don't think we did, did we? No, we didn't. No, we said it was fancy. It may not even been AMC. It might have been a Regal. Could have been. Yeah, it definitely been. a Regal. Because Regal we also has MacGuffins. Yeah. Oopsie. So anyway, that was just a MacGuffin. Anyway, he was something. fine. He was great. No, he was great. He was great. Well, like once once we talked a little bit, he was awesome. And I'm sure every other day he's perfectly fine. Yeah. But, Sometimes you have a case of the Mondays, and sometimes two cases of the Mondays go head to head. Right. And bad shit happens. End up in a a ping pong game to the death. Yes. Uh, But yeah, and I always try to keep that in mind. Good thing you guys were there. Like, (laughs) anytime I run into somebody, I I try and keep in mind, I don't know what's going on with them right now. And, And look, you need to maintain a certain level of professionalism or whatever at your job, but you don't know what's going on. 
people. You yeah. Just, you just don't. If it was the bartender at Sweetwater, he would have just broken a chair of your face for yeah, asking right. him what was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I probably <laughs> wouldn't have done it. Yeah, I know. Because I would have been what's wrong as you were in Sweetwater. Mm. Yeah. Um, all right. So, to actually talk about Alita Battle Angel, uh, for me, I I don't know what year it was. The original manga, manga, Mandarin, <laughs> Mandarin came out. Manger. Manger. Uh, came out in 1990. I don't think I read it in 1990, but I know it would have been right around um, my like sophomore, junior year of high school because I had this crazy ass fucking English teacher. I ended up in AP English, which for the listeners out there, don't ever let your kids take any AP or honors classes because they're horseshit. Um, that's just my personal opinion, but that's what I went through in high school. Every time I ended up in an honors class, I got some wackadoo teacher who thought that they were God's gift to teaching, and they were really just a jackass. So we had this, uh, it was, no, it was my freshman year, actually. It was my freshman year. Uh, and she would bring in Japanese comics that were totally inappropriate for freshmen Most of them are. in high school to be reading. Uh, but that, that was one of them. And I found out, I was like, man, I actually really like this one. Uh, it's cool. And then a few years later... The anime came out, the adaptation of the first story arc, which is most of what's in Mm -hmm. the live-action movie, and I just really dug it. It's one of the few, like, I watched a shit ton of anime, uh, and then once I got to Urtsuka Doji, I was kind of like, you know, I don't think I like this anymore. And if you don't know, that's Legend of the Overfiend, and there's lots of tentacle action in it. Mm -hmm. And it's really weird and uncomfortable. (sighs) Yeah. Don't don't know that one. I didn't want it. I was too I young. Like I didn't like it. Uh, but this one was nice and, and had kind of a traditional story almost. So that's that's where I come from with this is I'm a, I'm a big fan of, I guess, not the original versions, the, the comic and the, the animation. Uh, I like the character. I like the designs. And it also, to me, you know, so much anime is looks very generic. Oh, yeah. Like it all, I mean, they go to schools to learn specifically to draw like that. But to me, this one had a little different style. It was a little more recognizable as its own thing. Uh, so I, I just dug it. What, what is, you guys, do you guys have any kind of background with it at all? Or um, did you just go into this kind of as it like, was, this looks cool? It was literally like, I saw the trailer. I think I sent it to her. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I dig it. Like, I think it's awesome. Uh, didn't even know it was based on anything. Uh, I mean, I figured because everything's based on something now, but like I I didn't know. Uh, And then I talked to you about it and you let me borrow the DVD of the first story arc anime. Uh, I think it was broken into like two parts, but it ended about the DVD I had ended about where the movie ended. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you let, you let us borrow that and me and her both watched it that night and really enjoyed it and thought it was cool. It was an interesting world. Uh, interesting character. It didn't feel dated. Like, I mean, for being like an older anime, yeah, it didn't feel yeah, dated yeah. at all. And a lot of times, like, they lean so far into the post-apocalyptic world that oh, it yeah. feels like Akira now feels It does feel old. old. It's it still great, weird. but it, yeah, it's it, great, no, but it does, though. Yeah, whereas this, this to me is more... Well, and I said it after the, the live-action movie, this to me feels more like a fairy tale that happens to be in, like, a cyberpunk yeah. world. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, I had zero um, knowledge of it before this. I just not like, your bag. Yeah, I, I've never been um, an anime or, or manga manga. Never even dabbled fan. like in college. Um, <laughs> just a little. No, I, I mostly <laughs> dabbled with drugs. <laughs> like my my kid uh, did go through a pretty intense 
like manga, manga. What I I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Anime fate. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say anime. Japanese and it, animation. In my world, it's all under anime because sure. it's an easy world to say. Sure. And I don't know anything about it. Um. So like, yeah, he he really dug anime for a while. So like, I would kind of see stuff like books and stuff. But uh, well, that's my my like, sister. Yeah. My sister's eight years younger than me, and when she got into high school, she got into it big time because that was actually like kind of the boom. Oh yeah, I was right in that boom. Yeah, of like yeah, it was like in everywhere. It was it, all it was just Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball Z, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah, yeah, I think Gundam Wing, um, Gundam, like all that stuff was huge. Well, oh, I was yeah. working at Suncoast at the time, and we were selling the shit out every day. We'd sell dozens of of all of it. Oh yeah, but I, my mom was asking me about it, and I was like, man, keep an eye on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know es- tentacles. Escafl- Escaflone. That's another one. I don't know anything about it. I just know that name. Oh, my flones. Uh, yeah, flones. <laughs> it it's great. great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, so anyway, uh, going into this. The initial trailer, I, I was very excited about the fact that James Cameron was going to be producing, uh, because no matter what I think of his output over the last like fifteen years or so, he is a genius. Yeah, and he is a he is a technological wizard. He pushes the boundaries of what's possible with film. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he was going to be a producer was great because it meant it was going to get the best treatment it could. Technology wise, mm-hmm. uh, and then when they announced Robert Rodriguez was directing, oh. like on the one hand, I love Robert Rodriguez, but I wasn't sure if he was quite right for the material because I just well, he's never done anything like that. No, yeah, exactly, and and it's a big scale for the guy that. And then granted, he did Sin City, so he's dealt yeah he's dealt with green screen and CGI, which this movie had shockingly little of. We yeah. found out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Especially the green screen, like pretty much non-existent. Like they built sets. That's amazing, and and that was we'll probably reference for the listeners over the course of this conversation uh, a few things that we got. You're fine. <laughs> uh, a few things. It's fine. Ryan's just peeing in a cup. <laughs> yeah. Trying to pour uh, something. But we stuck around because after the special screening, we got to watch uh, a little behind-the-scenes thing. What was it about effects? Was the first one? I yeah, think. it was that. Oh, about the motion capture. Yeah, it, yeah. it had her it so in the or no, performance capture. Yeah, because really... she had not only the suit, mm-hmm. but there were two HD cameras on her face with yeah. all the dots all over her face that were picking up everything that she did. Uh, Rosa Salazar, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who, who played Alita. Which is insane. Uh, which in the comic is named after uh, Dr. Ito's dead cat. In the movie, it's his dead daughter. Oh, uh, yeah. Com- I didn't the- pick up on that. You're right, though. Yeah. yeah. In the comic, her name is Galley. But yeah, no, that's a, I, I that was an addition that I liked. Yeah, I thought it was way more impactful yes. because then you had the whole like this is kind of his new daughter kind of thing, and it's you know. Well, yeah, I think it gives it that element of. Um, She's like his his foster daughter or surrogate daughter, and he's kind of her surrogate father. I don't know. If, neither word for foster or surrogate is proper, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know, like he definitely is um, using her to deal with his own grief from losing his daughter, and um, you know, obviously she's using him as as the only father figure that she's had. So it was really cool. Well, and it also gives a relationship a chance to develop because it's a very 
it's a very interesting arc that they have, which we'll get to. But uh, so Robert Rodriguez is directing, and and he starts casting, and we get. I think the big name that got me really excited was Christoph Waltz. Oh, yeah. Like as soon as he was attached to me, it had it like doubled its legitimacy, and it was so funny seeing him in the movie because he looks just like the character. Yeah, like he does. with the hat and the glasses on him. Oh, really? And it's him. Yeah, I mean it's it's it was really amazing, and I mean he's fantastic and everything. Yeah, and. It's so funny because, uh, you know, looking back at Glorious Bastards and that opening scene with him where he has such sensitivity, but it's coming from this place of manipulation and evil. But in this movie, he takes that same sensitivity and it's a genuine fatherly thing. But at the same time, because of the story where we do have a little bit of a time where we're not sure if he's the killer. If he's genuine or not. Right. Yeah. So it it kind of plays his past sinister role against the audience here. It uses it because you're like, uh, you know, he seemed so sweet and great and he rebuilt her and what a sweet guy. Oh, but that's right. He was an evil Nazi fuck lord in that other movie. Maybe he is a bad guy. Oh, this, yeah. Which I, I even knew. knowing the story, I was, you don't know what they're going to change. You don't know what they're going to do adaptation wise. So it was it was a nice use of who he is. I felt like, I don't know, I got so wrapped up in this story just immediately, so quickly, and again, coming from very, almost zero information, except well, for, we watched except the for, movie, the, yeah. The, yeah, but, um, you know, also my ability to recollect things is not great. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, so, if you've only watched it once, yeah, then like, it's not I watched it once, and brain. I was, you know, like, and I was like, oh, this is really cool, I really like this story, but I didn't really, like, file away all of like, I don't know why, but for some reason, this movie made a huge impact on me. And the the animated one, um, and nothing against it, it was great. But it didn't quite lodge itself in there as deeply. I can, like, I can watch a movie and then, like, remember that I really liked it, but not really remember a lot of details about it later. Here's a big difference, though, is the, you know, this is English language, American produced movie. Uh with English-speaking actors, mm -hmm. whereas the anime, one, it's either dubbed or subtitled. Either way, you're losing emotion and intent. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because as much as I love, and, and the wife and I have had this conversation a few times in recent years because we went through a phase where we watched shit tons of foreign horror movies. Oh, yeah. I love foreign horror. But we got to the point where they just... It, it, it was almost like when you've been eating something for a long time and then you pick up a flavor you never picked up before and you're like, ugh, and you can't eat it anymore. Mm -hmm. We realized that we weren't, especially with the Japanese horror movies, that we just weren't getting the emotion and the intent because of the cultural differences. Like, it's cool to sit there and watch these incredible effects and it's cool to sit there and watch creepy, you know, Asian girls crawl out of the vent or whatever. But if you really want to relate to the protagonists of those movies, it's there. There's a barrier there. Yeah, that oh, yeah. you just don't. That like, even though the American versions of like The Ring and The Grudge aren't as good, they're more palatable to me. I remember them better. Which right. is what? Yeah, which, and it's yeah. it's just that cultural difference in the reactions and everything is just different. And I think I wonder yeah, if I maybe guess it, that's it depends on the thing because like. Um, a lot of times I will say that I prefer the subtitle to the dubbed mm -hmm. because at least 
there's pros and cons. Like I lose something if I'm having to read the subtitles, um, but it makes me pay more attention mm-hmm. uh, to the movie because like I am the kind of person that will watch a movie, but I have to be doing three things at once. Um, you know, like I'll be making candles or watch a movie, whatever. But like, if something is subtitled, you have to watch it or Say, you have no idea. What sort of candles might you be making? Oh, I make oh, candles oh, for... Oh, me. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let him handle that, that part. That's all you need. <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah. But like, I like the fact that I have to pay more attention. And I also like the fact that by reading the subtitles, I'm still hearing the emotion... Yes. In their voice, as opposed to the dubbing is like someone else's, and sometimes dubbing is just like, hey, would you just like speak this? Like, There's different levels. Of the level dubbing, of acting yeah. isn't very great. Um, so like, yeah. Like there's like Resident Evil 1, and then there's like, you know, like My Hero Academia, it's like the actors are like really good, and like it actually like flows with the animation, and then there's like Resident Evil 1, where they were just handed a script, and they're like, yeah, and just I, say these words. I always like wonder if yeah. they're just like, hi, how are you? Like, just reading off a thing, and I have yeah. no idea like what's going on in the part that they're playing, but I, I don't know. It, there's pros and cons. But yeah, I will say, like, I love the anime. Um, haven't read the manga, but uh, I really, really think the movie actually was better to me. Like, I thought the movie version of Alita Battle Angel was my preferred version now. Well, and it was also, uh, it was more streamlined. Uh, mm-hmm. The story really, really moves along. Oh, they trimmed the fat. And- I like that... It, it is the reason I keep saying fairy tale is because it has that quality of it just keeps moving. They're not stopping to say, "Well, this is why she would trust him, and this is why he would give her this body, and this is why the nurse is that's here's how the nurse and Ito met, and here's how this like they're like this is we're plunking you in to their lives, and you're going. Things happen because this is how they're happening. I, I really just liked how it just moved along, and it yeah. wasn't one of those deals where. We want to get here, but we don't really care how we get there. It was just a matter of these are the stops we're going to make on this adventure. It, it wasn't carelessness. It was expediency. It was the perfect amount of exposition, I think, all mm. around. I, even, like, the nurse thing, you bring that up. Like, I felt like, and, and I'm sure that this is something that's very evident when you read the anime and stuff like that. But, like... I've, you don't read anime. Sorry. Yes, you do if it has subtitles. Oh, oh. burn. <laughs> Sorry. Fucking weeb. I'm, I'm going to piss off anybody that's like a fan of anime or manga. But that's okay because that's we're, we're here to talk about the different perspectives on um, this. But I really felt like there was a relationship between him and the nurse that... Um, was unexplored. Was, I, yeah, like, and not in a bad way. Like, yeah. I felt like they... I felt like they had much more of like a connection and I may have just been reading into this, but I felt like she's really his only, um, companion in in his life. Uh, I felt like she was a lot more than just a nurse to him, especially when they show them going to the rollerball, um, thing together. And like, she's helping get Alita ready and like this whole thing. And she's like in her street clothes. Yeah. She's she's there for them. Yeah. They are, they may not have a romantic relationship because, like, he might not be emotionally, like... But they, like, they love each other, either in a platonic or in a more way. I immediately got a deep, deep trust because the the actors and and her name... 
And she has like five uh, words in the whole movie, it, but she's wonderful. Idara Victor. Um, Idara Victor and Christoph Waltz had a really, really nice chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very, it was very subtle, but they just belonged on screen together. Yeah. It was, it was really And good. that's what I felt like. I felt like I, maybe I'm making this up, like maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I felt like there is this intimacy between these two people that they're just kind of like, not, I won't say glossing over, going, there, it was just there. It was just this comfortable, nice intimacy that you feel through every scene that they're in together. You're like, oh, like, they're not like employer and employee. Like, they're a team. Yeah. They trust each other. Like, there's a lot more going on here than they're really exploring. But, my, like, my I felt like it was okay. My perspective was, they fucking... <laughs> they I was making it sweet, but yeah, they're they may be fucking, or they may have there may have been a fuck. Well, that was <laughs> that was one of the places where this movie succeeded, though, is all of the connections between the characters felt very real. Oh um, yeah, for, from the nurse and Ido to uh, Ido and notes notes Sharon Jennifer Connelly's oh, character, yeah. Yeah. their damaged relationship uh where and man i really like that story arc too and it didn't hit me as much while we were watching it but thinking about it the last couple of days Mm -hmm. the fact that they went from we lost our daughter and you know ito has accepted that he's stuck in iron city this is his life he's going to help these people as best he can whereas she wants to get back up to the floating city uh salem solemn solemn yeah, <laughs> it was like she gave everything uh, when her daughter got sick, and then when they ended up losing her, she was just like completely focused back on that, you know, getting back there and that the social status of being in Zalem and, and stuff like that. Well, they they just like they lost that connective thing, their daughter, mm-hmm. and. That, it, Their priorities that, went that it, in yeah. the exact opposite. Like he dealt with his grief, I think, by trying to help other people yes. who were hurting, and she dealt with her grief by not really dealing with her grief and just being like, "I have this one singular get the fuck goal." Out of town. Yeah, like I, I want to get, but I deserve to be in Zalem. That's where I came from, yeah. and I'm going to get back there. Well, he also, he also dealt with it with revenge, being like a hunter, hunter well, yeah, killer, yeah. yeah, hunter yeah. warrior, hunter warrior. Yeah, like, and I thought that that whole aspect was like the way they explained how they like sign up and like like basically get bounties and shit. I mm-hmm. thought was really cool. And they like were, they have no police; they're just like, no, that's and and that's they were all such simple concepts to grasp. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, do uh, you have the hunter warriors? Yeah, again, not a lot a of exposition couple, needed. Yeah, yeah, it just takes a couple lines of dialogue. Like, but they're basically superheroes. Yeah, like they they see. Uh, Ed Screen, Zapan. Zapan, yeah. <laughs> See him walking around and dude's like, Yeah, they're they're superheroes. Dude, his his like work on his like cyborg body looked badass. Yeah. Like I need a figure of him. Like that looks yeah. so awesome. Well that's I, I, I had said like I think I'm gonna have to get the hot toys figure of Alita, but I'm I'm what Toy Fair is this weekend. And I'm like waiting until after Toy Fair to see if anybody announces because uh, it seems so, like all those crazy designs. They in the lend movie, themselves so well. Which, by the way, the big giant dude, uh, yeah. Gruishka, that was Jackie Earl Haley. 
Holy yeah. shit, really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my god, I had no idea. That's I can see it now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean it's obvious, but uh, I actually caught that one in the in the, the credits. And actually for the listeners, um, I do want to make it clear that don't go into this as a live action movie. Go into this as almost a, like it's very CGI heavy as far as the characters go. And it's almost Roger Rabbit-like, except that they interact more seamlessly. But, like, you know, the the cyborgs are crazy. Oh, yeah. You couldn't have built these things to move this way. Um, And and it's not, like, I wouldn't say it's quite animation, but it's, uh, it's probably like Avatar. I haven't seen more than 15 minutes of that. But it's like... They they have taken the fact that you know some of this is going to be CG and used that on these characters. That yeah. They're not necessarily going for... Do you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Like, like, they're, it's they're it's not... apparent that it's CG, but it's not bad because it's part of the look. Well, it's also part of that world and like everything is kind of made like that. So, like, yeah, you have like big giant cyborg guy and like Zapan, but like Zapan, like he looks crazy and there's no way they could have done that with practical effects at all. Well, I mean, any of them, any of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like Zapan, like I will say, like I really, you know, I couldn't tell, like there wasn't like a, a weird floaty face thing. Well, and that's, yeah, I felt like it was some of the best CG I've seen. Like I, and I think I was saying this like right after the movie, there were a lot of parts where I, wasn't like I couldn't quite tell where like the CG ended and the reality began. I think they kind of like um, visually treated like the real stuff, so it was kind of in the same tone. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, and that's what they did. Like and, with, with Alita and with all the cyborg oh, characters, it was that performance capture. It was so yeah. good, and that was the thing I think that made it real is that everybody felt like they were moving around in a really real way because they did that performance capture thing they with were all on of the sets. cyborgs. Yeah, they yes, built they sets. were actual human beings, right. and they were you know wearing a suit and moving around. And I even the even the ones that like. Zapan guy. All he is, the only human part about him really is his face. Yeah, Not even his whole head. Just yeah. his Beautiful face. Beautiful face. Yeah. yeah. Which he's very into. <laughs> but like the rest of his body is all cyborg stuff. But the way he's moving around feels completely real because it, it was. Yeah. It has weight yeah. and it has presence in the they, scene. They overlaid him with a CG character so everything felt much more real than it's so hard to cg a person well yeah you know because we're very complex when you're watching a movie and they cg a person yeah you know what that's exactly what it is is the movement of these like you're looking at it you know it's cg but the movement of the characters real is is perfect Mm -hmm. because it's synced up yeah. Even like the Gruishka guy, because he's huge. He's like, you know, eight or nine feet tall and he's giant, huge shoulders. But he felt to me like what a guy wearing a huge ass suit yeah. would, would, move, would like, move around yeah. like. You know what I mean? So he even felt real as in like, he'd be like, doom, doom, doom. And he would move in that very blocky way if he was wearing yeah. 
this really large suit to make himself like eight feet tall and, and very wide and all that. So I mean, it all El- felt real. Alita looked incredible. And um, I, I know that, she, you know, a lot of people, a lot of trolls online are like giving grief about the eyes. But I'm like, well, first off, eyes. I thought I loved it. Yeah. I thought that uh, it added a lot to the character. I also feel like that's very true to the source material because she's sure. Yeah. I mean. But uh, I thought that, I mean, I really thought that they just overlaid some stuff over her arms and her, her face and everything else was just the way she was dressed. I didn't realize she was in a full suit because it, it didn't feel like it. It felt yeah. like there was, like, CG parts on a normal person. But if you look um, at the, like, this face, her CG face, she has pores. Oh, she yeah. has like wrinkles. She has little imperfections. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and they're actually, crazy. like, it's... It's the Ro- Rosa Sanchez. Rosa Salazar. Salazar. So, wow, that was... Sorry. Of course. Um, <laughs> anyways, but, like, it it looks like her face. It has all the lines of her face. And, like I said, she has pores. And you don't normally see that in a CG character because, like, they don't... They don't get that close uh, up. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. why, you know, why would they design it like that? But it's, it's like, so... Real. They did and it wasn't such a weird, fantastic job. It wasn't job. that like weird unc- uncanny valley thing. No, either. it wasn't at all. Uh, which is like really common with like the real like when they try to go over realistic with CG characters. Like even like Tarkin. Polar Aaron, Express. Polar Express. Uh, I think Tarkin even a little bit. You know, like in uh, Rogue One. Yeah, I'll say I'll say this. Which um, I didn't, hey, I'm just saying. You but, know, no, no, but, but you're it right. was it's, a little. It's, it's noticeable. Yeah, yeah. Um, it didn't bother me, but it's noticeable. This. Yeah. Uh, Alita, at no point does she feel, you know, she, yes, she has giant eyes. Yes, she's exaggerated and she's other than human, but at no point does she feel fake. No, no she fits and she feels, and, she felt real to me. And the interaction of the cyborgs with their human parts works so much better than the banner head floating around in the Hulkbuster. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. I know. It's so awkward and weird. Yeah. Like, it's, fu- it's funny to think, and, and look, I'll go ahead and say right now, uh, this movie's probably going to tank. Yeah. Uh, Sadly. I don't which think really it, sucks. It's, yeah, it sucks. It really sucks because it's beautiful and exciting and fun, but I just don't think people are going to... I don't think people get it. I don't think people get what it's about. No. I don't think they're going to go out for it. Yeah. Which, which makes which me is, really, really sad. I know. And, and I wonder... I wonder if releasing it at a different time maybe would have helped. I don't know because there's nothing else out there now. Yeah. Yeah, but this is typically a dead part of the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, Black Panther w- was the big movie last year at this time, but it's a Marvel movie. Yeah. It, it, That's it got a built-in audience. Ten years yeah. of audience, you know, built up. Yeah, no, this is like a totally new... And usually this is like the ones that flop when they, it's like a new franchise launch and it's like, you know, big concept and like, you know, over-the-top and ridiculous, a lot of CG. Like, people are going to be like, yeah, I'll skip that. But it's fucking good so it kind of bums me out like they, that one they released recently with like so, like something about like it was like Harry Potter but with like robots and like Rogue Warrior stuff and like I, was, I saw the trailer and it was like all CG and I was like I'm gonna skip this I have no idea what I don't know it was like yeah. something in the land of a thousand mirrors and shit I don't know was it like, the I don't Nutcracker know. thing or? no 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 I don't know Valer- I don't know are you talking about Valerian no it wasn't Valerian which we, we totally disagree on that one. I hated that movie. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I thought it was god awful. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see it. I, I took his word for I'll, it. I'll find it in a minute. We'll but keep, like, um, but like, a lot of those movies look like skippable movies. Like, sure. I hope people don't see this trailer and be like, I don't know what the fuck. And, this and is. that's probably what it is. Is they probably feel like it's it's more of the same, and it's yeah, not. And it's not much stand no. at all. Uh, this movie really fucking just like. 
I don't know, like, it, it got me and I got it. Like, I, I haven't been, like, affected by, you know, a good sci-fi movie like this in a long time. It, I was blown away. So, warning for the listeners... We got to talk, and then there. If you haven't figured out by now that we do spoilers in the needless things, yeah, there's going to be a whole bunch of spoilers coming up. We do have to talk about one thing. We have to talk about the dog. Mm. Uh, It's it's a very John Wick scenario, and it it sucks. But I get why it happened, and, and it it's just such a movie trope. But I sent a message earlier to Ryan. Saying, I really wish they'd had a post-credit scene of because Jeff Fahey plays one of the hunter warriors. He's an old cyborg guy, and he's got all these cyborg I think dogs. Go the same place I was going. And with I, it. Sent, yes. I sent, I uh, sent, yeah, Mortal Engines. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I, I watched the trailer. It's fucking. Yeah, yeah. No, I saw. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I'm we like, got to put the cities in the air. Yeah, I'm like. See, I'm worried people are going to think it's like that. I sent Ryan a message earlier, and I was like, man, I really wish they'd just done one post-credit sting of Jeff Fahey with the little little dog cyborg dove. Because it seems so obvious When we got home, I was like, I I thought, like, I held on for a little while thinking, like, they're going to cyborg the dog. And then the dog never comes. I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, so the dog just bought it. In that entire bar scene, the only creature with... Any courage to stand up with Alita is this yep. teeny little street dog that she had been sweet to. That ends up as face paint. Yes. <laughs> um, and it was really like, it was really like, hey, if you stand up for your friends, you're probably going to get squished. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, that's a good life lesson, though. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Man, that, that fight scene in the bar was Oh, my God. Awesome. Every fight scene was so good. All of the, I feel like they did such a good job. Okay, so... The, the the secret super martial art that she knows is called Pen, Penzerkunst. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see it in the comic, and obviously the comic is just still shots. It doesn't really have any kind of fluidity. So they the basically anime, had to make it up. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the anime, you don't have to deal with physics or, or realistic movement of human bodies or anything, and it looks pretty badass. Yeah. But, man, they really gave her this lightning-fast, acrobatic... Uh, style that was just so fluid but so powerful mm-hmm. every time because she didn't she didn't have a lot of strikes but when she hit something that was usually pretty much it yeah like there was so much they, there was very important to them I think that she'd be fluid and powerful and it just all of the it looked so so she made good. every one of her strikes count and they had they actually say something in the movie about her being so little like how can some how can so much power come from such a little uh person right, she has and that they're like i think technology. yeah i think it comes from her heart and and well, they, it's, kind, it's they a yeah. mean it becomes comes from her heart because she has this like super nuclear heart, that heart power thingy, all of iron city you know but also like her heart heart you know yeah yeah so Absolutely. it's kind of a twofold because, like, she really is this very pure, innocent um, warrior spirit, you know? That she's just going to do what she feels is right. It's yeah. it's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the people that she's up against. We've talked about uh, Gerwishka, which is the, 
the kind of moronic cyborg that's slave to Vector and Nova. And that has, know? like, scorpion powers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's a big thing, though, in but the did other you, ones. Did you catch that? that that was the hand that they stole? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah, yeah, it was the one that yeah. they cut off that guy. Yeah, yeah. the whole mm-hmm. reason that he's got that is because shithead boyfriend steals it. Hugo's, uh, feel- which... By the way, I had to look up Hugo because Hugo is the young male lead of the movie, uh, Alita's love interest. Who, I mean, it's it's a solid teenage romance yeah, story because sure. he's the shitty guy that yeah. she falls for, and and he almost has a redemptive arc, but he just can't stop being a shithead. Uh, so, uh, Ken Johnson, who I swore was familiar from like maybe a Disney show or something. But he's not. His Wikipedia page is in Spanish. <laughs> and uh, he he was in a hub show called Spooksville. And then he was on Nashville in like a small role or something. And that's yeah, I, I skipped both of those. I yeah. Don't yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, which actually seems a little odd that you would have skipped Spooksville. I know. It sounds like a cast just right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Spooksville. He was, he was a good actor. He did very good in the role. Uh, the yeah. character, I just I wanted to just like throw, you know, boiling water in his face the whole time. But they, they really... Toned him down a bit yeah. from the the original from the source. He was a little bit like, of a he was whinier brat and a, a yeah. douche in the in the anime. And, and in this one, at least there is a little like okay. In this one, we know he's a dirtbag, but we can at least see why she falls for him. Yeah. Prior to knowing that he's cutting people apart and selling their parts. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, he was the only person like she was with the dog. He's yeah. the only person that was nice to yeah, her. He's a the charming time. little dude. Yeah, and he. You know, showed her the ropes on playing roll, rollerball. No, that's a movie. Motorball. 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 There you I go. know. I keep saying rollerball. Although, even it's though it's like roller derby, and the whole yeah. throughout the whole movie, uh, in my it's murderball was stuck in my head. Oh yeah, but yeah, motorball. Uh, and, I, I, you know, I feel like she and, and you know I'll get a little bit like on a girly rant here, but it's a like. Girly movie. Yeah, it, it's a it is. Badass girly movie, Damn right. But it's like such a good girly movie. Like I want like twelve year old girls to watch this movie. Yeah. You know? Um But it was like he's kind of the first person that she interacts with socially. Um, he's really uh, charismatic and cute and charming, and he is that guy that like every girl has at least one, usually more than one, in like their youth, where. You kind of completely fall for him because he's there and you create this idea of him in your mind and you're like in love with this idea of this really cool guy. It's something, you know, and honestly, women, you know, it doesn't just, we don't necessarily grow out of it when we grow out of our teen years, but it happens a lot in the teen years. So like she meets him and she kind of creates this persona of like, who she wants him to be. And she's like in love with that, but she never really gets to know him to like actually fall in love with the actual person. Um, you know, and then we find out that, you know, he's been, um, he makes money by, uh, Taking yeah, dismembering cyborgs, yeah. cyborgs, and he justifies it to himself by saying, "Well, I'm not killing them." Like, well, and to be clear can... to the listeners, in this world, like what eighty percent of people are cyborgs? At least something like, like it's an not arm like or... a special class. Yes, yeah, people get common, fucked up and they get like their shit replaced with, like and that's a, who Ito is helping. Yeah. Yes. is just the regular Joes who go work in the factory with their 
Cyborg arms. Yeah, and then you realize that, like, a lot of the people that Ito is helping, like, they're getting, they're like, oh my god, I got attacked in the street, yeah. and, like, they took my arms or whatever. Well, it's this jack off. Oh, fuck, yeah. I didn't even put that together. Yeah, like... <laughs> oh, shit, that's, that's why we're here. That's yeah, they're crazy. the gang that are, like... I mean, it makes sense attacking now, Attacking yeah. these people. And it's yeah. just, this is just regular people, like, factory workers and shit, that happen to have, like, a real nice cyborg arm. Yeah, they're not all ninjas. Well, and I think that's... One of the concepts that they don't sit down and, and explain yeah. to the audience, but is that cyborg parts are, you know, reasonably, they're a reasonable thing. Like, it's if accessible. you're like, man, I could do my job better if I had a robot arm, then you can save up your money and get a robot arm. Yeah. If this is not our Earth. This is the future, and it's kind of an Parallel. alternate yeah, type of thing. But, like, his whole thing, his whole reason for doing this is because he's obsessed with the idea of getting to Zalem, which is this city in the sky where, like... Which I love that they don't actually show. Yeah, it's where all, yeah. like, the rich, fancy people live. So it's just basically, like, kind of representative of the higher society life. That if you were to grow up in, you know, like, a poorer section, what you, what you would imagine that, that high society life is. That's what Zalem is. And he is 100% consumed with... Um, just like Jennifer Connelly, but in different ways of getting to Zalem. And, and he has been duped into thinking that if he gets X amount of money, right. he'll be able to get to Zalem. But he's completely driven by that. So, like, his in, his goal is just social advancement. And, yeah. you know, like, just climbing that ladder and, like, the hierarchy of, you know, uh, finances and social standing. And it's just like... I don't know. I just really hated this guy's character. I thought he was such a piece of shit and so unworthy of this pure, um, sweet spirit. Here's how run-of-the-mill cyborgs are. Is that at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, uh, Hugo gets his head cut off. Deservedly so. Well, he gets stabbed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a big... And we won't go into like every single little detail of the plot, but... Uh, there's a big confrontation with Zapan, and uh, that was really cool. The, oh. Yeah, yeah. Zapan stabs Hugo, so Alita, who is now a hunter warrior, uh, which I really enjoyed the storyline of Ito kind of like giving in to letting her. All right, fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the only salute, the only way for Hugo to live, is for uh, Sharon to cut his head off, attach it to Alita's heart. And for her to smuggle his head back to Ito to put on a robot body. Now. Yeah, because if she doesn't do this, then she gets, like, uh, eliminated. Or she becomes she a criminal to, because. She has to turn him in. Yeah. She either turns him in or she breaks sure, the hunter-warrior yeah. code. Yeah, because and, because he has the uh, the price on his head. If she, like, knowingly lets him go, then and she becomes way, a he's, criminal. Either way, yeah. he's going to die. Exactly. Yeah. So, he wakes up. Any other movie, this would be like ultimate body horror. My oh, yeah. head is now on a robot body. My dick is gone. Yeah. <laughs> Just have a big robot, like a big mech warrior body now. And he's he wakes up and he's just kind of like, oh, okay. Oh, cool. Like he's not terribly upset about it. Yeah. That's how common, it is. common the yeah. cyborg thing is in this world. Yes. Where it's like, there could be a whole, well, there is a Tetsuo the Iron Man. If you haven't seen it, it's the most horrifying movie I've ever seen in my life. I can't even think about it without getting terribly upset. Um, so don't check that out. Uh, but, so anyway. I uh, did, on that same note, though, I did consider how they would do it. And oh, whether course. or not she had, uh, like, I'm like, is there, thought. like, some stuff? Well, her... I her, think... 
I think so. The second body she had would for sure adapt because they showed that it responded. So, I mean, she could... I'm going to totally... It's fine. Everybody hits it. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, without getting too crazy here, let's just say yes. I I definitely, like, thought... A lot more about it while watching the movie. Well, you I can't should not, have. because they're all like, running around naked. Does she have a vagina? Yeah. Like, I can't see it. They're robot naked. Maybe yeah. it's like, but they're naked. Yeah. Maybe there's like a rubber seal there or something. Rubber flap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I put. I thought a lot about it. Maybe there'd be like. An I thought it was like a chamber that opened up, and then you know, I don't know. A I thought about it too. Chamber? Okay, you know. Enter my love chamber. <laughs> Love Chamber. This is like a 90s... The sequel to Love Gun. A, a 90s girl industrial band. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. They played with Kitty. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I like Kitty. <laughs> I do. All right. So, moving along from Love Chambers, uh, we're going to talk about... Here we go. We're going to talk about... Nothing, nothing is going to be a worse mispronunciation than Mahershala Ali, who is... Is that Wessex Snipes? No, <laughs> it's Vector, who looks nothing like Wesley Snipes. I feel like he is this generation's Wesley Snipes. You're not wrong. I'm sorry. Like he, as soon as like he had the exact same presence vibe. when when he first comes on screen, I was like Wesley Snipes. Like, and I think it's more of like a, a complete. It's the way like, he carries himself. Yeah, it's his yeah. presence on screen is Wesley Snipes in Blade or in any like. It, well, it takes well, point, it takes point three seconds to go. Oh fuck, he's cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he was he was uh, in the first season of Luke Cage. He was spoilers again. He is the absolutely incredible villain that they stupidly killed like halfway through. Uh, Cottonmouth, and then he's on the current season of True Detective. Which is very good. If you checked out in the second season, check back in now because this season's really good. But he's he's fucking great. I look forward to seeing him in things. And I hope the fact that he was in Luke Cage uh, doesn't mean he couldn't possibly be in a future like MCU thing. Yeah, because he actually would make a great blade. That'd be he was yeah he was a fantastic villain. And like I said, I immediately was like. This is the, our, our new Wesley. Like, we've been given a new Wesley Snipes. Like, <laughs> just like a badass dude. I, I thought he was really cool. I thought it was great. But his, his interactions with uh, Jennifer Connelly were very, very good. Like, he also they, looked they had exactly a... like the character. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Oh, really? To the T. Yeah, yeah they, it's, it's amazing because at the end with Nova, when you see uh, Edward Norton mm. with the little uh-huh. glasses on. I mean, so weird. That was... Yeah, that was bizarre. But and he also, had like James Cameron hair. It was yeah. weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I felt like that was intentional. Oh, we got to mention, we got to mention, because we're going to we're gonna have to wrap up in a minute here. Oh, gosh, sorry. Um, we have to mention the fact that the second special feature that we saw after the movie was a really cool Q&A that seemed like it might have been recorded earlier that day. Um, yeah, because it couldn't have been. Because too, they kept referring to people seeing yeah, it tonight. Yeah, and then like. Uh, so I'm thinking people that knew they were going to see it hit up Twitter, Instagram, or whatever, sent the questions in. They recorded that, and then you know a few hours later, I, I don't know, but it was it was a live like they had cuts, but it wasn't edited. Yeah. Uh, but Robert Rodriguez and James Cameron were wearing oh. matching. <laughs> you and I both realized this at the, at same, the same, same time. We both looked at each other. I was like, "Are they wearing well, we matching?" Both looked at rings? Ryan because yeah. Ryan was sitting between us, and we both looked at Ryan and we're like, "Do their rings match?" He's like, "Oh, yeah, they did." <laughs> they were looking at their rings, but they were both. They were and wearing then all them. Thinking. 
they were you wearing them on their the left clanky. hand. Yeah. yeah, and there were they two really rings there that they clanked. Yeah. 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 It was so weird. Can we, can we get a little more, a little more clink, on, more the clink on the rings in my in my headphones? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what it meant, um, but yeah, there was this moment like we both heard the clanking and we both looked and like we turned to Ryan at the exact same moment and we're both like, are they wearing matching rings? And then we were like, haha. I don't know. Yeah. I think that the through the process of this movie have become like best. They're they're like so. husband well, and husband. Like they, I mean, yeah. they've been good friends for years. Yeah. But very clearly they bonded while making this movie. Um but the QA was really neat. I, 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 I liked that it. we got to yeah. see that. But but back to the movie itself, uh all of the the action was just phenomenal. I mean we know that's what Robert Rodriguez does. If you go back and watch El Mariachi, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, Desperado Holy shit, those action scenes are like no other movie you've They're ever seen. They're incredible. He's innovative. He's brilliant. He knows how to hold a camera fucking straight. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I love which Robert Rodriguez. Like, seems basic. Yeah. Oh, but, no. Not yeah. in modern day action. Jeez. Yeah. Like, the two reasons I love Robert Rodriguez is um, I love what he does visually and I love um, what he does with action. And that is why this movie was so great, I think. Every because of those two elements. action scene is going to give you something you have not seen before. Mm-hmm. And I love, that was another cool thing, is hearing him talk about, uh, you know, in his movies, he's creating these fantastical, almost cartoonish worlds, but he knew coming to a James Cameron movie yeah, that everything... Functional. Right. Yep. Exactly. Functional it had to be authority. based in reality. Right. Like, and you know, like... In reality, you're not going to take a uh, whatever kind of gun and stick it on a woman's leg and like you know right. make that right. like that. It's you, awesome you and I love it, but it's fanciful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where yeah. He, yeah he had to like bring it down to even though it's all CG and it's not reality, still it still has, to, has to feel like yeah. reality. Which I think that and it does. And I think absolutely, that that was the it perfect does. collaboration. Because I do feel like Robert Rodriguez on his own trying to uh, like adapt this. Would yeah, not. he may have been and, a, a and that was my yeah. concern. Yeah, that was my exact concern yeah. was that he was a little too fantastical for science fiction, and this is science fiction. Absolutely. As much as I've used the word fairy tale, it is it is a world with with physics and with the way that biology and mechanics interact, and like it's all it's got rules for out. this world. Right. Yeah, it is right. it is very well crafted, and like it's such an interesting world. I really hope we get some sort of a follow up to it, but you never know. Uh, so I didn't catch this until I was looking at the credits. Uh, there are a couple of flashbacks to Alita's life prior to being found yeah. in the mm-hmm. scrapyard, uh, and her trainer was Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, I knew shit. she was familiar. Oh, yeah, I couldn't get it. But the blonde hair and the eyes too. She had the big she eyes. She had the eyes as well. Yeah, yeah. I but love and, Michelle Rodriguez. Oh yeah, she's awesome yeah. in everything. Yeah, I, I have would like not, to hang out with her. <laughs> I'll tell you, I need to see. Um, shit, I can't remember the name, but I read the comic book and they made it into a movie. Uh, the Assignment, which was originally called Reassignment, and it's a movie about a hitman who mess with the wrong people, and a surgeon gives him an involuntary sex change operation. Wow. Holy <laughs> shit. Michelle Rodriguez plays the character. That sounds perfect. Pre, pre and post. She's so awesome. Uh, and the comic was insane. And Sigourney Weaver plays the doctor that does the deed. Oh, my God. I need to see this. It sounds awesome. It, yeah. got, it was too fucked up. It got no kind of wide release whatsoever. Um, but it's a, uh, shit, I can't remember the name of the director right now. Is it Joe Hill? No, that's not No, that's right. Stephen King. Yeah, yeah, that's Stephen. <laughs> Walter Hill. 
It's Walter Hill. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I need to like, I, write that down. The it's the assignment. Okay. Uh, it is fucking bonkers. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it was, wonderful. We, we get to see these really cool flashbacks of her pre uh, scrapyard life, and there's so much material to be mined. There could be a prequel movie. Yeah. There could be something to follow mm-hmm. this up, and I let's talk about that ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alita becomes, you know, after Hugo thankfully gets thrown off the. I know. I'm so like, honey, you're better off. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so she becomes very proficient at motorball. We had the incredible scene where she's trying out, oh, which was awesome. just uh, amazing. That yeah. realization she that everyone the is going to kill them. They yeah. all, oh man, it was just fantastic. Just that so, whole that whole build up, and you're like, all these people want to kill her, and she's like, hey guys, take it easy on. Yeah. me. it's my first yeah. time. Yeah. And she's looking around. She's like, what the fuck? Like yeah. everyone's just looking at her like you're dead. But it's also awesome when she gum- comes to the realization when uh, Ito's like, hey, they're yeah, they're, they're trying to kill, kill you. you, and she's like, which one? And he's like, all of them. And she's like, okay. Yeah, oh yeah, she's she like, doesn't leave. She doesn't like yeah. a- abandon. She's, she yeah. doesn't freak out at all. She's like, cool, bring him on. Fuck you. She's you like, know, at least like I it's know great. Now. Yeah. Yeah, and her her. Uh, Crazy rollerblade feet that she just those switches were awesome. Out regular just someone, feet. Yes. I want yeah. those. That's I know. <laughs> I want to be able to switch out my feet because, like, ugh. so the uh, so we end with her uh, becoming a motorball champion. And yeah, this is like the moment where she's gonna that's become the only way to actually get there. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's to, she she get wants to get there to fuck up the system, unless you're in a suitcase or something. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. or or unless you're a brain in a jar. Yeah. Yeah, Which like poor Jennifer Connelly fucked <laughs> up. They kill her off camera. That was really fucked. But it was, it was but it, great. It was it perfect. Had, right, it had yeah, to be was, off camera great, to get yeah. that. And again, reveal. it's like a, another like weird redemption. That's not really a redemption. Yeah. Which, uh, this movie is really well, good. It was. For, like, it, it was. Yeah, though. like you know, Hugo has this like almost redemption, but then I think he really doesn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, because in the end he's still he's still being a, a selfish prick. Yeah, oh, yeah, when every when and I'll just really briefly when the shit hits the fan, like he doesn't go look for Alita, he goes to pursue his goal to get to Zalem. Yeah, because that's it. Well, and also you made a really good point about what's he doing uh, when he quits the business that he set all his friends up in. Yeah, and yeah. he goes. He, and yeah, he goes up, so he, he finds his buddies um, taking apart uh, a cyborg, and literally is like, hey, and like starts bitching them out, like, we don't do this anymore. Right, all of a sudden he's Mr. Yeah, Boy. like yeah, all of a sudden, because like, he's fuck? got a cyborg girlfriend who can like kick his ass like easily, he goes to his friends and he's like, yeah, we don't do this anymore, like, uh, blah, 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 and like, they're like, what the fuck, this is how we make our money, like... Yeah. This is a, he doesn't have a conversation with them. He doesn't do anything. He finds them fucking up a guy and gives them shit. In the middle of their business. Yeah. That as you pointed and out. And even says the dude's probably, name. Uh, right. Totally right. betrays the guy that you kind of th- feel like is his best friend. Yeah. Says the dude's name in front of the guy that they're stealing his arms but not planning to kill because they're all wearing masks. Um, and he's like, screw you, uh, we're not doing this anymore. And the guy's like, I mean, you could have freaking called me. and we, You know what I mean? Like, could have had a conversation I'm about it. I'm not sure they had cell phones. No. <laughs> no, I, I, don't no think, I don't think they I don't did. Think but they you, did. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, and then um, Hugo gets attacked. And his friend, even though Hugo has just dicked this guy over, right. and treated him like a piece of shit, called him out, and pretty much, like, 
said the dude's name, so he's going to end up with a bounty on his head oh, at yeah. some point. For sure. His buddy still comes to his defense. Uh-huh. Against the baddest-ass hunter-warrior. Like, it's been In established existence. through the whole movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This guy is Superman. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, you're fucking comes to his buddy's... I do it 12 times a day. <laughs> ...aid when he's been completely screwed over and gets cut in half. And all I could think of is... I, I like I wanted Hugo to get cut in half so bad. Oh, yeah. Just like whack and he's yep. dead. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? Like you've seen That's the, the kind of piece of shit this guy is. Where like a guy throws a cantaloupe up in the air and does it with yes. the ninja sword. That oh, was yeah. this guy's That's what body. happened to this dude. Yeah. Right at the waist. Fucking instantly. Uh, and then he's all like, no. And I'm like, fuck you. You basically signed his death warrant right. already. Right. You know? And now you're going to use like this. Virtue signaling or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like, like it was like one of these. <laughs> I don't know what you would call it, but like, he was definitely like, I'm a like, good guy now. Right? It's like, yeah. you're kind of still a dick. Guys, I just put on my white hat. Check it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, it, white knight and all over that shit. Yeah, and then he goes on at the end to, you know, he's trying to climb up the the exhaust thing to Zalem, um, because that still, through this whole thing, is his only right, driving motivation. He hasn't changed at all. Basically, what it's saying is, like, he hasn't changed. He hasn't really grown at all. Like, he thinks that Alita's, like, really cool, so he's like, oh, I won't steal people's arms anymore. Um, but, like, you know that that would have been a temporary At the end of the thing. day, he still just wanted to get his arm. Yeah. Although he didn't... He's 100% selfish. He didn't take her heart. Yeah. Which that scene was... That was, was awesome. Man, that, that was yeah. very powerful. Uh, but he did obey Vector and send her basically to get slaughtered. Which is yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Which I don't think he was totally clear on that being the plan. Probably But not. that's willful ignorance. It's not... Because well, he, knows he has to know what a piece of shit Vector is. Right. Yeah. He has right. to know. Well... But you know what? He doesn't want to believe what a piece of shit Vector is. Because he's, he's been, been supplying him with body parts. he's going to get... He thinks he's yeah. going to get what he wants. And yeah. again, he's completely motivated by his own selfish, like, ridiculous, unrealistic goals that just are never going to happen. Well, that's but, enough talk about yeah. selfish prick boy. <laughs> um, we also have to mention... The trespasser rings. That, uh... <laughs> oh, <laughs> so crazy. I need some of those at yeah. my house. <laughs> get away. Um, we have to mention Casper Van Dien... Who played the cyborg that we thought was Jackie Earl Haley? Oh, okay. The He's, guy in the beginning? Um, yeah, the crazy okay. one at the beginning. A muck is his yeah, name. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was that cool. was Casper Van Dien. I didn't know that. That's crazy. I didn't either, and I don't know if I ever would have known that. Nah, they didn't really show him like close up. Why well, they did, but he just looked so crazy. Yeah, he had, yeah. like almost like a Joker vibe or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I again, I need toys of all of these. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so is there anything else that jumped out to you guys? Did you have, a, uh, aside from anything we've discussed, was there a favorite part that you wanted to mention or anything that stuck out to you? Oh my God, the whole thing was my favorite. Like, I just, I really felt like I was watching it as myself, as, you know, an, an old grumpy woman. Um, <laughs> but also, like, I could see watching this at, like, you know, 8, 10, 12 years old and being like... I mean, it's just, it's such a cool-ass movie for, and it's a cool-ass movie for anybody, but for, like, a, a youngish girl, like, most of the time when you see somebody write the the badass woman character, it's so, like, one-dimensional, um, and you're just kind of like, you know, but this felt like a really... typically the flawless 
it's it's less Buffy and more like Supergirl, like the the flawless saves yeah. the day can do no wrong, and that's not as interesting. It, and it yeah. just it felt like um, a a real because like she's so naive and so innocent that she has to kind of like explore the world, but like. Um, you know, she, and she's like learning about everything. Uh, and she is flawed because she kind of like falls for this, the first douchebag that gave her any attention. Um, and you know, she's kind of going through the whole rebellion thing against Ito, you know, and she makes mistakes. She does dumb stuff. She walks into the bar and gives her little speech. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, And it shows her naivete like so bad. She's like, we're the good guys, and let's right, go after right. this bad guy. And, and everybody in the bar is like, "Crushed." Sure. Yep. No. But the important <laughs> thing about that is it doesn't crush her. Yeah. She's like, yeah. She's like she's so right, cool you know with what? being solo. Fuck it then. I'll yeah. do it without you guys. Exactly. Yeah, like, she's like cool. Watch this. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then like, but the one good thing I, I'm jumping around because that's where my brain works. That's, like, the one good thing about like Hugo dying horribly is it gives her this. I feel like that was your favorite part of the movie. I had a real issue with Hugo <laughs> because I'm sorry, I dated that guy like sure. six times in my life. Sure, well, you dated the moon, baby. Yeah, where I, I like this guy that like I I don't know I created this fucking mental picture sure. of who they were and they were not that person at all. Yeah. And it's like your own fault because you it, do the thing. And it takes so much to break that mental picture. Yes. And then he got turned into a cyborg. as weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I dated <laughs> several ding, cyborgs. Ding dong was gone. <laughs> but like, um. It allows her to, like, instead of having to kind of go through that realization that this guy's a schmuck and he's just been kind of bullshitting her all along and all this, but, like, by him dying, it gives her this, like, drive even more so to go after, like, she knows, I know who my enemy is. So you're saying they fridged him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I think... It like him dying was was great all around. Uh, it was it was really good for her, and it gave her. Um, it didn't really make him a martyr, but like almost like to her, it makes him. Well, I think it more released her than anything. Yeah, 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 very sure. much so. Because she was doing all this weird shit. Like it's for us. This is for yeah. us. And she was making all of her decisions, which is another flaw in the character. But that makes her but very, very realistic. Real. Very real. Absolutely. Instead yeah. of thinking about where she needed to go and what she needed to do with the abilities that she had, she was like, "Oh, this is going to be what we need." Right. And she was like making all we'll these decisions. He's not yeah. thinking anything about what we need. Right. He's thinking, "I'm going to go to Zalem." And she's like, "Well, that's his dream, so I guess that's my dream now." Yeah. You know, yeah, um, which is like terrible because she never ever gets a chance before he gets hacked to pieces or falls and whatever. She doesn't, oh. yeah, she oh. doesn't get yeah. a chance to think about like what her dream is and what her goal is yeah. at all. And then so he and she can. And there's like that moment at the end where we're talking about like she goes to like the roll, roll, motorball championship. Sorry. And she's like, I felt like she's about to win it because it felt like it was like the last yeah. motorball before, you know, she's going to, she's obviously going to win it. And she stands up on the podium and like points up to Zalem. And like that one moment is so fucking bad ass. She is like singularly like I, she has identified her enemy and she even says that she's like, I know who my enemy is. Yeah. And like she, you know, you feel like. Even it kind of ends on a cliffhanger. It's kind of like a complete story. It, it is. Even if that's the end, even she's if we never get another it. one, yeah. we get it. Yes. 
it, like, it's it's not a Nick Fury didn't show up and say, "Hey, there's going to be more of this." Yeah, and it was that was an ending. Yeah, like you get that she will she will continue to move forward towards this goal as long as she still like has a fucking brain and a yes. heart. You know, yeah. which she shows several times, like that she you can cut her to pieces. Yeah. And she's gonna keep going. And she's gonna keep progressing. She is like she's wonderful. And she's that's awesome. the takeaway. The ending isn't about we need to see her beat this guy. The ending is knowing that she will never stop until she does. She is gonna fucking that's the fight. No matter who helps her or doesn't help her, no matter who's with her, no matter what happens to her, she is going to fight for what's right. She knows that this guy, and somehow, like, he's been around for, like, 300 years. Um, I, I'm kind of cool with not knowing. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it, but she, he's been around since, you know, her first go-through at life, and he was the enemy then. Uh, and now she realizes that this guy is still around, and so, yeah, like... With or without any help. And you feel like she would have some help, like, people coming into and out of her life. But she's going to be just driven to uh, avenge everybody that this guy has wronged. Yeah. So, I I just fucking... I loved everything about this movie. I, like... I think the first thing I said after the credits rolled was, like, I think this is, like, one of my new, like, favorite sci-fi movies ever. I it just, I don't know, man. I felt this weird personal connection. Maybe it's just because it's, like, a girl thing or whatever, but it was so good. It was so incredibly good. It's, I mean, it's it's amazingly engaging and yeah. real, and the characters behave in real ways. Was there anything... Uh, no, I absolutely loved it. Uh, like I said, this is like one of the few cases that like actually from what I've seen of the source material to the movie, I think I actually would prefer to watch the movie. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I would like to see a follow up to it because I'm one of those people that's like, but what happens? Yeah, give us, well, and also if it's good, give me more. Well, so that's always, it. That's always. it. Always. Always. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I would, but I'm totally cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, if yeah, not, yeah. it'll be a movie that I revisit pretty often. I really like it. For sure. It. Uh, and yeah. I mean, as far as favorite moments, probably when she cuts off Sapan's face. Yeah, oh yeah, God, yeah, I yeah. forgot about that moment. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, like I the, I, I, I like you guys. I loved the whole thing beginning to end. But I've got to say, uh, the first time Ido turned the jet on on that hammer, yeah, uh, because I great. didn't know if they would do that. Uh, which I don't know why they would, but we weren't far enough into the movie yet to know how far they were going to go, what they were going to do. Yeah. And that fucking jet hammer, since the first badass. time I ever saw it, I thought it was the coolest fucking weapon I've ever seen. Yeah, it was and really to see that cool. thing in live action with Christoph Waltz <laughs> just tearing cyborgs up with it's it. Fucking and awesome. then when she gets a hold of it and is just picking legs and stuff with it. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Yeah, I, I love that that jet. And I'm sure it's got a better name than Jet Hammer, but no, take Jet Hammer. Yeah. yeah, I feel like if I was a rock star, that would be my name, Jet, jet Hammer. Hi, I'm Jet Hammer. Jet Hammer. It would be one word too. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jet Hammer. All right. Well, uh, I think we've pretty much jumped around and covered as much as we can right now. Uh, the main message is: if you're listening to this, if you weren't sure about this movie. Please go see it. Please spread the word because it's so badass and awesome. And it's going to be a damn shame if it just sort of peters out and fades away. Because this is the type of movie that you see when, I mean, we're 
all much older than 11 or 12, and we loved it. But this is the type of movie, this is a special movie that you see oh, when you're yeah. 11 or 12, and it becomes part of your experience. Yeah. I felt an intense emotional connection with this movie. Like, yeah, like I could feel young me watching it and also watching it now. And it was just also, so Also, if you're so one of good. these people that's always like, Hollywood's out of ideas, all they do is remake right. shit, go fucking see this movie because yes. it is an original idea that's Support fucking awesome. Support new shit. Yeah. Yes, it's based on source material, but like it's the first of this movie series and it's fucking amazing. And it's not yeah. like anything else that's come out in a while. No, it's not. As a matter of fact, I, I would. Uh, th- th- there are a lot of things you could liken it to. Uh, a little bit RoboCop. Yeah. A little bit Elysium. Yeah. A little bit Starship Troopers. A little bit. I mean, there's there's that social commentary. There's that. Uh, the, the cyberpunk thing is obviously oh, yeah. inescapable. Uh, it's it's just awesome, and, and we all recommend everybody go see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Battle Cougar. Where can we find you online? What are you up to? Why does it smell so good in this house? <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at Battle Cougar, obviously. Um, you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook and all the other stuff with Theme Park Alchemy because at Theme Park Alchemy, <laughs> we make fucking amazing candles and really good smelling stuff. So go to themeparkalchemy.com and buy some of our stuff because. Um, I'm not just tooting my own horn. Uh, we make really fucking good candles. They look you, awesome and they smell awesome. And if you were tooting your own horn, we could light a candle and it would cover the smell up. Exactly. Right? I could toot my horn like all over this place and you guys wouldn't even notice. Because no. you'd be like, why does it smell so good in yeah, here? It's great. Yeah. Ryan Cadaver? Um, yeah, find me on Instagram, Ryan Cadaver, and uh, my band, The Casket Creatures, and Theme Park Alchemy. <laughs> oh shit, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm working on a fucking movie. I forgot. Uh, yeah, no, it's gonna be awesome. We've already shot a bunch of scenes, and like so far, it's looking way better than it should. We have thirteen dollars, and this movie's looking like an actual movie. And how's this, how's the CGI coming along? And CGI is going. It's great. amazing. Yeah. we're doing some motion capture right the now. It's going to be really yeah, yeah, performance really capture good. because we've we've the, got Joe Strider in a leotard. Yeah, the guy playing the chief didn't want to grow a mustache, so we had to add a mustache. Just like reverse justice. Oh, I get you. I get you. We had to add a mustache. I have a fantastic tough. idea. We'll have to. I'll have to pitch when we stop recording. Uh, Alright, well awesome. Thank you guys for having me over. Thanks for talking about Alita Battle Angel. Okay, so why do I have to start every live conversation with... Okay, so... Anyway, uh, I I seriously really, really heartily endorse this movie. It's gorgeous it's beautiful it's uh, the performances are wonderful the cast is amazing the direction i mean it's robert rodriguez uh we gushed enough about him in the conversation but man he's just really a dynamo and the funny thing is even with his massive library of incredible films i still feel like there's so much more to come from that guy Uh, he's he's just uh an amazing human being who uh by the way troublemaker studios no relation Anyway, uh, so next week on the show, Toy Fair. Toy Fair is this weekend, and uh, we have already scheduled uh, myself, 
Our head of research, Ryan Schweck, belligerent monkey, Jay Hornsby, and lovely friend of the show, Josh Wilson. We will be getting together to discuss everything that's going on at Toy Fair. There's already been a bunch of big news. We're going to talk about that, too. So please be sure and tune in next Friday for our big, big Toy Fair episode. Uh, Nothing else, literally nothing else is going on, you guys. Somebody uh, send me something. Let me come take a microphone from you somewhere i need something to do i need to be in front of people doing things or else i'm going to end up just standing up at work and like doing stand-up routines and that's just sad i don't want to be that guy at all uh follow uh, me on instagram as phantom troublemaker go to facebook and join the needless things podcast facebook group and uh offer up fun pop culture stuff but don't be a dick Uh, I've banned some dicks lately. We don't need any more of that. Uh, But not you, because I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things Podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.